Are you seeking more energy, inspiration, wisdom? If so, you're not alone. Each episode is a glimpse into the live discussions we're creating at TogetherWeSeek.online. I'm JJ DiGeronimo, a lightworker and curious soul, interviewing some amazing practitioners and lightworkers to explore inspiration and ancient wisdom with the goal of illuminating our knowing, brightening our path, and further manifesting our work. Hello, hello, it's JJ DiGeronimo, and I have a fantastic guest today, something that I think we don't talk enough about. So I'm super excited to have Nikita Ren Thingpen here with me today, and we're going to talk about deep generational wounds and how sometimes those expectations may not be aligning with our best self. So Nikita, thank you so much for joining us today. I am extremely excited. Thank you for hosting. Oh my goodness. So before we jump into the topic, tell us a little bit about your work because you really have so much knowledge and you really focus on women entrepreneurs and balancing love relationships. So tell us kind of how you got into the work you're doing today. Yeah. Oh, how much time do you have? (laughs) Uh, So it's a little bit of a roller coaster, like many of our past lives are that when we have multiple careers. So my foundation is I'm a licensed clinical social worker, psychotherapist and trauma specialist. That was my foundation for over two and a half decades. Um, I transitioned into being an entrepreneur. May will be 12 years. I feel like we're almost a teenager now in business. Um, I started a company with my husband called Big Pro Balance and Relationship Management Institute, and we serve power couples and what we call potent humans, which are the visionaries, those women entrepreneurs that cloak themselves with titles like entrepreneur or catalyst or architect, engineer, designer, lifestyle designer, I mean. And we found that helping them literally create the balance in all of their relationships that matter most to them were the things that created the ripples in changing their generational wounds that we would normally say or formally say generational curses that show up for a lot of people. So I've I've been around for a little bit. Um, I know I look really young, but (laughs) we've been doing this for a while. That is awesome. That is awesome. I'm so excited to have you here. So tell me a little bit about why you even dove into generational wounds and like, what are they? Oh, well, so that's giving context of background. So I am also a survivor of every abuse you can imagine from sexual abuse to physical abuse to intimate partner violence, on and on and on. Growing up as a child, my ACE score, for those of you who are not familiar, it's a score that specialists typically give with children who have been under significant trauma to get a feel for how they'll do in their future. And I scored really high, which is actually really low when you think about what that means. I could have easily been inpatient somewhere, uh, easily been you know, an entrepreneur in the street, if you will, and doing really, really well, but unethically. And I chose a different path because I wanted to break those generational curses. I didn't want to do what I saw growing up. I didn't want to be in and out of jail like my father or be in and out of drug addiction, rehab centers like my mother or anything in between. I wanted to give myself first a better and a different perspective of life. And I also, being a young mom and a a young wife, my husband and I have been married almost 28 years now, 
I wanted to give them something that I didn't experience. I wanted to build a stronger family. So selfishly, our mission to build stronger families really came from me wanting to do something different for myself and me being honest about what was showing up for me, what I had control over, what I didn't have control over, and how I could recenter myself, reclaim my power and redirect the conversation of where my life was supposed to go based on my history within the context of how it all went down. That is so interesting because I find like a lot of women that do work with other people, whether it's energy work, light work, even social work, a lot of times it's because of the experiences that they've gone through individually. Definitely. And, you know, the what you said before about taking your power. I do feel like that is a big, big topic we don't talk a lot about is that things that happened in our childhood, how that really does strip us sometimes of our power. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, epigenetics, which is the scientific study of like how our genes turn things on in our DNA and bring up things have been associated with childhood trauma. So it's not people just be sitting in pity. I know a lot of people throw the trauma word around for various things and it's lost a lot of its power on us. Our compassion has dimmed for people who have experienced various levels of trauma, the big T trauma as we call them or, or little T. It doesn't matter. It's all about how it impacts the person. And we know that these genes get turned on when severe trauma is happening in childhood and gets passed down to your unborn children. So you think about that. A mother who's doing her best to change her life or strive for a better future, who happens to to be blessed with a pregnancy that hopefully she chooses to carry through. And should she, that child already has trauma that has nothing to do with him or her. That's coming from not just the mother, but the grandparents and the parents before that. And obviously all those extended associations of aunties and uncles that influenced him or her in the first place. I feel like we've watered it down so much because it's become... I hate to say a buzzword, Um, and we've become desensitized as a culture, as a larger community when someone says, no, I've, I've suffered or I've dealt with a lot of trauma in my life and I'm trying to do better. They'll give you the, oh, you'll be all right. Get up, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and keep it moving or we don't have time for that. And that's just not fair. It brings up a lot of stuff for people and really makes them feel like they have to keep on the mask that your soul is asking for you to take off. Now, that's the work I want to talk about right there is the soul work, because first of all, I love having this conversation because I don't hear about it that often in my work. And I feel like for women that have been pushing things down for a long time, giving them a space to just say, you know what? that's not working for me. Like pushing that down is not working for me. I need to bring that up, bubble that information up so that I could clear the energy. Yes. Clear the energy. And so, you know, these deep generational wounds that we're talking about, like you said, they could be something they've seen firsthand or just have the vibrational frequency that was carried through the womb to you. So how, how do women even go about it? Because some people listening to this might be thinking, I think that's me. I think that's me. So how how did where did they even start? Honestly, the first step in identifying whether or not this is your playground to play in and figure out what, you know, part of it you want to take on is admitting that you belong here. A lot of humans, especially women, will deny that they have 
head trauma because it doesn't compare to someone else's. So they may look at me and I have textbook trauma with sexual abuse and all, all those big T things. And I also have a lot of little T things, being a young mom and having to figure out life and the sacrifices that I would have to make that wouldn't qualify as big T, but absolutely were traumatic events for me as a woman, as a Black woman, as a young Black woman, mother and wife, right? And sometimes you'll have people say like, well, I mean, I had a good family. They paid for me to go to school. We had a house, we had food, we had clothes. And, you know, I couldn't depend on them. No one was ever there. The, the nannies always watched me or the neighbors always had me. But I know my mother and my father loved me. And I, I don't want to say that they were bad. I don't want to claim that as trauma. But if you felt disconnected from your parents, as good of humans as they were, it doesn't mean that you didn't have a traumatic experience that impacted you and your attachment style, how you show up in relationships, feeling like you can't trust people, that they really won't stay, that you're not worthy of, of being heard or listening because there's a deep early script association with your parents being busy, too busy for you, even though they were working, they were trying to keep the roof over your head. They were doing adult things that your little brain had no idea what was going on, but your impact was traumatic because you didn't feel seen or heard or appreciated. You weren't validated. You weren't edified because they were booked and busy trying to make sure that you could all survive, but you didn't understand that. So you'll minimize the fact that you had a trauma and that's the biggest problem for many women is they'll say, oh no, I didn't have that. Acknowledge that you too have been impacted. Now, that was an extreme example. You can put it on so many other things. It doesn't have to be all the things that happened between the time you were in the third trimester up to about seven, nine years old. It very well could have been when you got to, to college or you were 20 or 22 and someone severely betrayed you and not necessarily in a romantic relationship, which is what we think about when we think about the relationship wolves. It mm -hmm. could have been that sister friend that you trusted and she betrayed you on a, a gut-wrenching core level that now makes you harden and you say things like, I don't like women. Women aren't my friends. I prefer mm -hmm. men. I mean, we could go on. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I feel like all of us, and of course, I speak mostly for women are holding something that is no longer serving us that expired expectation that you mentioned. So, you know, what, where do we do? Like, do we have to go see a therapist? Is there other things that we can do? Like, what, what is your advice for somebody listening to this is like, okay, yes, yes. And yes. <laughs> yeah. So first context, I'm biased, right? Because I'm a psychotherapist by background. So I'm always cheerleading, like, Yes, get therapy. Like it's so helpful. Every therapist should have a therapist. Like we all need that unbiased third party person to kind of give us a view into the context of the artistry of our life without saying something that makes us feel good because they're scared of hurting our feelings, right? Like we mm -hmm. all need that person. It doesn't have to be a licensed trained therapist for that particular example that I gave. It could be a coach, an advisor, a mentor, a spiritual counselor, a healer that you just need to feel heard by. However, if you are dealing with something that's deep rooted that you know is impacting your quality of life and you know goes back really deep beyond the moment that you're willing to acknowledge in a, let's say, a mentor conversation with someone and it brings up a body reaction because trauma does live in our body. So if it brings up a body reaction and you feel like you're on the brink of an anxiety attack or a panic attack or any of those things, 100 percent 
I don't I don't qualify anyone else except for a therapist in that regards because you do not want to play with someone's mental health and well-being. And you could still have a coach or advisor or a healer help you with those extraneous parts where all together your advisory team helps to give you that spaciousness you need to be whole again. So I just wanted to, to be honest about that. But outside of that, if you don't feel like you're at the in the midst of a breakdown and you're not three minutes from going into seven days of inpatient, if you don't feel like it's at that level yet, which no judgment to it, right? But if you don't feel like you're there, then I encourage you to be honest and say, what am I dealing with? What is blocking me from getting from where I am right now to three steps from where I would like to be. Like if that three steps is three months from now or six months from now, and you're looking at it, I know we're coming into the new year. So people are like, oh my, you know, my, what what is it? My, uh, the new script that they want to do at the beginning of the year. Oh yeah, my yes. resolution, my, my new year's resolution. I couldn't think of the word, um, which I don't agree with, which is probably why I couldn't pull it. But if you're like, I don't really know what I'm going to be doing in May that that's a challenge. Like your quality of life, your ability to dream and imagine is impacted. And we create our realities by being able to first imagine it. So if you can't do that, you have to look at what expired expectation from yourself or from maybe someone who you, at one point in your life, whether you were super young, like a parent figure, coach or teacher that you trusted, Or maybe someone that you live with has an expectation that you're not good enough, that you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. Who do you think you are? If anyone is giving you that energy, including yourself, if you're dealing with imposter syndrome and constantly questioning whether or not you'll be able to finish that project, attract that client, climb that ladder, go after that new promotion, if there's any of that that's coming up, that's a, a sign that you have an expired expectation. You have to acknowledge it first, and then you have to look at the emotion that's attached to it so you can do the clearing work. So if your emotion is shame, the cure to shame is vulnerability. Look, be honest with yourself about what that is that's holding you there. If it's not shame and it's more guilt, guilt is usually associated with some deep secret anger that you have that is usually about how you didn't allow yourself to do something or you're judging yourself because maybe you froze in a moment where you prefer to have action when you reflect on whatever that situation was. So for guilt, you have to do a lot of forgiveness work for yourself. And Mm -hmm. yes, you may have forgiven the third party or the other person, but have you really forgiven yourself? So look at the emotion that's anchoring you to that expectation, making you feel like they're justified in saying like, you know, you know, my ex was, he was right when he says I I talk a lot and, you know, maybe that's why I never got hired there or never landed that client. Well, how about people are paying other people to teach them how to speak more. All of that energy you have is good somewhere. You may have to tame it and tone it and, you know, strengthen it so you know when and when not to, but that's a power that someone told you was a deficit. And now we have to look at what made you agree with them in your core. Why did you say, you know what, my ex was right when he or she said ABC? What was that? Was that anchor to something that happened to you when you were seven and you went after something and they said something very similar. So now you feel like this is confirmation coming from your ex 20, 30 years later. There's always a thread. So I teach my clients, let's follow the thread. Let's get to the root, follow the thread. Let's get to the root so we can yank that baby up. 
I love this because the community together we seek out online is really energy practitioners that help people really dig through the stories, dig through the guilds, sidestep the self-doubt. But sometimes you need more. And as you mentioned, you need sometimes a team of people. So maybe you're doing TRE, but you also have a therapist. And maybe yes. you are doing, you know, past life regression, yes. but you know, you have somebody that you're going through and like really tactically going step by step because for many of us, these stories are what hold us back from really stepping into our true light. Yeah, I can't agree with you more, JJ. I am all about what they say, teamwork makes a dream work. When you have a bigger purpose, and this is no judgment of someone whose life path is to have one specific thing that he or she is supposed to do. No judgment. That's just as potent for them in their purpose life as you and your many, many things that you have. But when you have that capacity for all of that pain and you have that capacity for all of the tribulation and the storms of life that we've had, you also have that capacity for joy and you probably need a team to help you excavate so you can get past all that calcified chaos and destruction and confusion that's literally been blocking your clarity to you because your purpose is already inside of you. You just have to get through all of the noise is the best way I could describe that. Yeah. And and for many of us going into the new year, like how many years are we going to hold these stories? How many years are we going to hold this energy? You know, when is the time that we're going to carve out to say, you know what, enough, enough. Yeah, you you have to be tired of being tired. And for many people, they get, they're afraid of getting there. So they pull themselves back up. Like I, I wish I had a piece of paper to draw it. This is, this is my upside down V. So on this side, this is breaking down. On this side, this is the breakthrough. But here, right here at the bottom is where we break open. And sometimes when we're breaking down so we can get to that break open and start to shift to our breakthrough, we keep stopping it. We stop ourselves. Like, I don't know if you were a kid and you went on the sliding board and if it was ever hot outside, the sun was beaming on it. So as soon as you your butt hit the, the metal of the sliding board, you were like, oh, and you kept stopping yourself from like going down. We do that when we're having that breakdown because we're like, oh, I don't have time. I have this project, this thing, the the kids, the dog, the cat, the turtle. Like there's all these things we keep stopping where sometimes we need to let go so we can literally let in and go forward. And that's part of the challenge. You need a safe place to do that. Obviously, you don't want to do that in the middle of driving, right, where you, you, you can't necessarily let go and just be like, oh. I'm just, you know, going to fall prostrate and and cry. You can't necessarily do that if you work in an environment where you're not safe and people won't hold that as safety. So having a team, whether that's one, two, or five experts to help you in their different specific areas, which all emogulate in a very healthy way for you, may be what you need if you're that professional that has many gifts and you feel like the one gets you here but doesn't understand you over here, first, be honest. Are you being open? Are you sharing everything with the one so they know what all you're dealing with? But if you are, maybe you need someone else's gift to help you in another area so ultimately you can get whole faster. Mm -hmm. I just love this. I think it really rounds out what we've been talking about this year and it gives women another person tool layer and level of expertise to really help them break through to the other side. Yeah, 100%. I will encourage everyone listening. 
and I know this is a provocative word. I hear it all the time. So I won't get into the semantics of it. But if you choose you, if you become intentionally selfish, not for the ego, not to deny people, not to make people feel like they're less than you, but to create that spaciousness for yourself, you have the room to do the work. You remove the excuse of, you know, well, JJ would be great, but she probably wants me to, I don't know, be available for an hour a week and I barely have two minutes to pee a day. Why? Why do you only have two minutes to pee a day? Why don't you have enough space to not just have the session time with whatever that requirement is, but to Mm -hmm. do the work where you're really growing between sessions? What's happening? What's the noise? Well, if we get a little selfish and we start saying no to that divorce party for the fifth time with that really good friend who we really like, but listen, mama, I I can't come to this one. I'm not taking another three days to get to Europe to do this, to party with you. I will send you a gift and I will have a private lunch with you in six months when I'm done this part of the work that I'm doing. Like choose yourself and you don't have to explain all the things you're doing behind the curtain, if you will, but you do have to be honest with yourself that there is a behind the curtain that needs tending to. You have to tend to it. So, so true. So, so true. Well, this has been amazing, truly amazing. I love this discussion because again, it gives women another angle to go at things that are holding them back. And I feel like it also gives them permission to do things a little bit differently and to build that team because we don't know what everyone's going through. We don't know what they are carrying with them, but oftentimes what they are carrying with them is preventing them from stepping into their all, whatever that may be for them. And so I really, really appreciate you taking the time to give us another level of insight and another way of going at, you know, really kind of disconnecting from these generational wounds that could very well be holding us back. You're welcome. Mm, Thank you. Thank you. I'll be sure to put um, your information in the video, but is there anything that you want to share that's coming up for you? I know you have a podcast. Is there anything that you want to share that women, they want more information? Yeah, I think the best place to really meet me where I'm at is on the Balance Bully podcast. I'm constantly interviewing amazing experts like JJ um, that are out here sharing their truth and their story of how they're creating work life and what we call love balance themselves. So that's the best place to go. Well, great. I will add that. And I'm really honored that you would join us here. So thank you so much, Nikita. Thank you. And that's a wrap. See you again here and over at togetherweseek.online where you can join live discussions with energy practitioners, healers, and spiritual leaders. See you there.